So today, we're going to look in Ephesians to see what God thinks about you. So, who did the homework? Oh, dear. Yeah, Jeannie did. Yeah, she's... In. I should get you to stand up, Jeannie, and no, no, I won't do that. But I asked last week, if you could have a look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 15, 1 to 14, and list down all the things in there that that talk about you, about how God thinks about you. Because if you've done that, I could sit down now. You've had the sermon. But, no, we're not there at this stage. I have to give you some historical background. The Ephesians were not Jews. The Christian church started from Judaism. Jesus was a Jew. So these Jews felt they had a bit of a like front running. You know, they were they were the they were the a bit more special than just someone who believed in Jesus. So these Ephesians, Paul wanted to instruct them and show them that they were special to God. They were, he, he wanted to show them what was so important about them. And so he wrote this letter. And this first chapter is really saying, here's what God thinks about you. Now, can we have the next slide, please, um, Arthur? This is what it was like. Can we see that? This was the temple in Jesus' day, the centre of Jewish worship. And if you were an Israelite, you can go into that first court. That court was around the temple, the inner court. You were allowed to be in there. There was an oh, so the court of Israel was the blue one that you see there. Outside of that, if you were an Israelite woman, you could go into the court of the woman, but you couldn't go any closer to the temple. But if you weren't a Jew, if you were in fact a Gentile, see where it says court of the Gentiles, you couldn't even get inside the temple precinct. And it's not just like, oh well, hang around out here for a while. They had guards between the court of the Gentiles and the court of um, the Israelites. And if you, if you went through that gate somehow and you were found inside the court of the Israelites and you're a Gentile, you would be lucky to get out of there with your life. So this is the picture. Would you feel if you're a Gentile, you feel a little bit excluded? You know, that's, that was supposed to be where the presence of God was, in that yellow bit there. And you couldn't even get close to God. And yet when Jesus died on the cross, we read in the Bible that the temple in the curtain that separated the most holy place from the holy of holies, sorry, the holy place from the holy of holies, was torn in two from the top of the bottom. Access to God was no longer to restrict, restricted to the high priest once a year and not without blood. Access to God was there for everybody. Jesus died on the cross for all people. So Paul writes this letter to the Ephesians, don't feel left out. Don't feel like you're not special. I want to tell you how special you are. So we go to 
the, the first section. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus. That's the first thing. You've got sheets there, you can write down. Um, each time I say it, well, we're going to mark it at the end. Shell's going to have a red pen and it's going to do the teacher thing. No, it's all right. You, you won't be tested on it, but it's there if you want to make notes. First thing that Paul says to the Ephesians is they were holy. Now, what do, you, what do you think of when I say holy? Do you think of a sort of a guru-looking man sitting on the top of a mountain, look like this, going... Whoa. Is that what you think? Let me show you. I'm going to show you something holy. So hold your breath. This... That's a plastic bag. This is my holy boot. That is a holy boot. And you're trying to think, what's going on here? That is the boot I would wear when I was in the fire brigade to go to a fire call. Now, I, I wouldn't wear it to go dancing. I wouldn't wear it um, when I go to the beach. I wouldn't wear it around the house. In fact, I couldn't even wear it at a fire station except outside in the engine bay because we want to keep the, the station clean and these were dirty. Holy just means set apart for a purpose. This is the boot I'd only wear to go to fires. I had two of them, one on each foot. But that's what... That's what it means. That's what holy, that's all that holy means. Set apart for a purpose. So Paul said to the Ephesians, Ephesians, don't feel bad. God has set you apart for a purpose. Let's go on. To the same people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus, the old version says, instead of holy, it says saints. It's the same thing. Right? May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. That's the second thing, we're blessed. The actual old version says this, it says, bless God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place. Mate, blessing, blessing, bless, there's blessing all over the place. Heaps of blessing. Bless, blessing just means someone that you pour your hopes and your dreams into. If you, you want to bless, I want to pour my hopes and my dreams into you. Now, God is saying that about, about the Ephesians. God is saying that about us. You're blessed. I want to pour my hopes and my dreams into you. Because he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us 
in Christ to be holy. Chose us. That's another thing. We are chosen. Do you remember what it was like at school? When, or maybe when you were younger even, you'd, 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 you'd be making two teams and you'd get the whole, everyone out there and, and, and they'd be chosen. You can be my team, you can be my team. And you're sitting there and fretting and you go, oh man, what's going to happen here? They might choose me. And that sense of relief you had when they said, yeah, Gary, we'll even have you. <laughs> chosen. You becoming chosen. Paul said to the Ephesians, you're special, you know, you're holy, you're blessed, you've been chosen in Christ. There's an old hymn that says these words, Lord, what moved your heart to love lowly man before any star could herald your praise? The Bible says we were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. I hope you're starting to feel special because this is special stuff that God says about you. And What we're chosen for, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Without fault. Who feels like that? Look around here, without fault. I have these things I call wince memories. Do you have wince memories? Yeah, I, I have wince memories. I'm ashamed to admit it. You know, things that you come into your mind and you think about it and go, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I hadn't been that. Wince memories. Well, God's saying to us here that we are without fault. Wince memories are what we do to ourselves. We are blameless. Because we were chosen in Christ. We are blameless. Going on. This is a 10-point sermon, by the way. Normally a three-point sermon takes me about half an hour. So settle in. Make yourself comfortable. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. So there we are, adopted. I've got some really good friends. Um, you might know them, Eartha and Peter. And, and they have two kids that they adopted. They fostered the kids at first, and these kids have had a pretty hard time. Their, their development is affected because their mother was an alcoholic and drank heavily while they were still in the womb. And it's affected their lives. Now, these kids, Mia and Ty, beautiful kids, they probably had no hope. Like their future looked bleak, absolutely empty. And then Eartha and Peter at first fostered them. And then... When their mother died, they applied to adopt these children. Eartha and Peter 
are probably two people that I know who love better than anyone else. So these kids went from without hope to being adored and, and knowing a love that they would never have known in their previous life. And God's saying that about us. Not just that we're adopted from, you know, developmental delay or anything like that. But adopted into the family of God. We are joint heirs with Jesus. How special is that? God decided to, in advance, to adopt us into his, into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. It wasn't like a regretted decision. He wanted to do it, and it gave him great pleasure to do it. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has, found, he has poured out in us. The old version says lavish. The grace he has lavished on us. Let me tell you about that very special word, lavished. When I was in the fire brigade, you'd go into headquarters, the old headquarters. It was a three-storey building. They had a courtyard in the back. It was on Castle Ray Street. And if you weren't careful, when you went out to that yard, you were lavished. You were lavished with a bucket of water from the third floor. And it came down and it lavished you. It was all over you and you were nothing but wet. And if you heard it, you knew, well, it's too late for you to move. You got, it's, it's like having a 44-gallon drum of water poured over you. It's like standing in a waterfall and having that water pummel you and pummel you and pummel you. That water is lavishing you. And God is lavishing us with his grace. He's just pouring it over us, pouring it over us, pouring it over us. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out in us who belong to his dear son. And that's an important line that I want to talk about more later. He is so rich in his kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. The old version says redeemed. He redeemed us. He purchased our freedom. Do you know in the Sudan today, there's slavery People um, are stolen from their families and they're made slaves. And there are various charity groups who collect money. And they collect money to buy these slaves back, to redeem them, to freedom. That's happening today. We're told here, Paul tells the Ephesians, Paul tells us, that he purchased our freedom. And what did it cost? How much? With the blood of his son. So we're redeemed. How special do you think you'd feel if you were a slave and in slavery and someone paid the slave price 
and you were made free. Do you think he'd be a little bit grateful? (laughs) I think maybe I would. Not only did he purchase our freedom with the blood of his son, but he forgave our sins. We're forgiven. And do you know something special about being forgiven? When were we forgiven? What forgave us? was the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. When did that happen? Stick with me here. That happened 2,000 years ago. Think about it. You are forgiven by an event that occurred 2,000 years ago. You are forgiven for sins you have not even sinned yet. For things that you've done wrong that have not even occurred. God, when he died on the cross, forgave us. Forgave us all. That event on the cross, we talked about it on Good Friday, is an incredibly special thing. Maybe it should be called Great Friday. Because without it, we've got nothing. With it, we've got everything. Let's keep going. He has showered his kindness on us. Again, like that (coughs) bucket from the third floor at headquarters, he showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his glorious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. He's revealed to us his own plan. It's a bit special to feel like insiders, isn't it? Have the inside running, have the special knowledge. Paul said to the Ephesians, you're insiders. You've got, you've got knowledge of God's own plan. You know, we're letting you in on special truth here. And this is his plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. What's that leave out? Not much. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance. And he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we who were the first to trust in Christ could bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles, you non-Jews, have heard the truth. Also, the good news that God loves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. The actual old version says... He sealed you by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. So not only are we saints, are we holy, are we blessed, are we chosen, are we blameless, are we adopted, are we grace lavished, are we redeemed, are we forgiven, are we insiders to the truth, we're sealed. In the past, the king would have a signet ring. 
But not only the king had this signet ring. And when he made an edict, an instruction, it was written on a scroll, it was rolled up, and some wax was dropped on the top of the scroll, and he got his signet ring and put it in the wax and made an impression and sealed it. It was a promise that those words were the king's words that had not been adulterated, had not been affected, but sealed with the signet ring of the king. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Jesus has gone better than a signet ring. We have the Holy Spirit in us as a guarantee, as a seal of the inheritance that is there for us. Sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Saints, blessed, chosen, blameless, adopted, grace-lavished, redeemed, forgiven, insiders, and sealed. Let me tell you a little story as we wind up. Let's imagine for a moment that I'm a billionaire. A billionaire. I've got, I've got oodles of money. It's all over the place. And I, I, I go out one day, and in my, in my wallet, I've got three $20 bills. Three $20 bills. And I get in a cab. And I go on a very short trip in the taxi, because it cost me $18. I get out of the taxi and I pay the cab driver and everyone's happy and they go away. I get my $2 change, stick it in my pocket. And then later on in the day, I go to get my lunch. I go down to the cafe and I look in my wallet and there's one $20 bill in my wallet. Uh-oh. I accidentally gave the cab driver two 20s instead of one. I've only got $20 in my wallet. What am I going to do? Am I going to call the police? Am I going to go onto social media and say, don't use that cab company, that driver ripped me off, 20 bucks? Am I going to get the police to chase this bloke, arrest this bloke for taking that 20 bucks? For goodness sake, I'm a billionaire. Who gives a rat's about the 20 bucks? You know? Who cares about the 20 bucks? And I take the wallet, pay for my lunch, and I stick the wallet in my pocket and don't think any more about it. What's that story got to do with this? Saint, blessed, chosen, blameless, adopted, grace-lavished, redeemed, forgiven, insiders, sealed by God. We're billionaires. So when someone slags you off a bit, someone says something that's not that nice, maybe when you make a bad decision about an investment and it, it doesn't turn out properly, maybe when someone cuts you off on the road and you're driving, do you call the police? Do you, 
know, do you get upset at this person? Well, maybe you would if you weren't a billionaire. You've got all this. This is given to you. How special are you? What people do to you, yeah, it's a loss. Yeah, it might hurt. But compared to this, it's nothing. This is what God thinks of you. And it's important, it's critical for you to understand what God thinks about you. But the reason God thinks this about you is because we are in Christ. Those verses in there make all the difference. Because we are in Christ, we have all those things. God created us. He loves us. He made us. He knew we were special and he sent Christ to redeem us. The only reason that we have this incredible privilege, this billionaire status, is because we are in Christ. God loves his son and he loves all who are in him. We are special because we are in Christ. With Christ, without Christ, we have nothing. Nothing. We are hopeless without hope. With Christ, we have everything. Absolutely everything. Never forget how special you are to God. I'm going to um, close in prayer now. Let's pray. Eternal God and Father, by whose power we are created and by whose love we are redeemed, guide and strengthen us by your Spirit that we may give ourselves to your service and live this week in love to one another, to all people, but most especially to you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.